Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode of The Untamed Life, and today it is Easter Monday at the time of recording this, and you know, I want to just, today I want to dive into this conversation around receiving and giving and getting past ourselves and getting over ourselves a little bit, right? Getting over all of these walls that we built up to protect ourselves, getting over all of these walls of just resistance that maybe build up and really moving into a place where we like just move lighter. We are not so hung up on God knows what, but we can actually move forward. We're moving forward and we're moving lighter. We have a little skip in our step. We are able to just talk to people without getting all triggered. We're able to move beyond the situations at hand. And of course, it's coming off of Easter. Easter yesterday, Resurrection Day. I mean, there's so much there. I was quiet this weekend, you know, and as I, I was meditating yesterday on the on the patio in the morning when I was having my cup of coffee, and I was like, man, I remember the decades, my entire life, like how hard I tried to get over myself um, unsuccessfully, right? Like I just tried to get past my past, but I just, there were certain things I could not get over. I could not seem to shake off me, no matter how much I tried, no matter how many personal development books, no matter what. And it was really through the grace of God that, you know, we hear that as a term. It's by the grace of God that I'm able to do this. It's by the grace of God that I can have the strength. And we're, this podcast is coming off the heels of last week because it truly is. That saying is real. And today I just want, really want us to sink our teeth into that saying, into that gift that I talked about last week, that grace that empowers us, that gives us the ability to do that, which we cannot do on our own. And, you know, I woke up yesterday morning, a little backtrack, little story. I woke up yesterday morning. I just was like feeling you know, there was like a block. I was sick earlier in the week. I wasn't really feeling that great. It was a little bit off. And also I was just starting to be a little bit short. I was short with my husband. I couldn't figure out what it was. I'm like, I just need to get over myself, you know, and, and move on. And I just started doing all the things that I normally did. I do. I just to, to shake things off. You know, I went on the spin bike for a little bit. I put on my playlist. I did my stacks. You guys have heard me talk about my stacks, right? I'm a big fan of having protocols in place and stacks to shift our state, to change our mood, to help us navigate through those, you know, difficult days or challenging times when we're feeling contracted. And I think it's important to have a really good box of resources, of protocols, of tools and strategies that, you know, we can lean on when we're feeling heavy, when we're feeling 
a little confused or we're having a tough day or we're going through a season where there's a lot squeezing on us. I'm going through a season where there's a lot of things squeezing. I can feel I'm in a massive rebirthing cycle. Um, and <clears throat> as we go through these places, if we don't have a good toolbox of protocols of how we take care of our body, how we you know, recalibrate our nervous system, how we calm ourselves down, calm our thoughts down, calm our body, calm our breathing, it's really challenging to keep pressing on, right? It can feel overwhelming for your body, it can feel overwhelming for your nervous system. So I was out in the garage and I was doing my thing. I had my state shifting protocols going on. You know, I was like, okay, I'm in a funk. I'm going to snap out of it. And I got on the spin bike. I'm like, I'll just process this out. Whatever it is that's emotionally dense, that feels heavy. Like, I'm just going to get on here and spin my way through it. And usually, you know, oftentimes that works. I just get it out, whatever it is. I sweat it out. I, you know. Sometimes listen to the right song that moves things. Sometimes I vocalize while I'm on the bike or in the garage doing a workout. But I was on the bike and I actually was just like, that wasn't really it. And I was doing some breath work and I was listening to the music. And my husband was in there and I was just like, I just felt this like resistance that was there. And then I thought, well, I'm going to go on the sauna and I'm just going to sit. I'm going to be quiet. And so for me, the sauna is kind of like the, the confession box or the meditation cocoon where I just get to go into this little chamber, this little pod, and I get to be in the warm cocoon of the infrared sauna. And it's more than just a healing sanctuary for my physical body. I often will stream in some soaking worship or meditation music, natural sounds of rain, wind, whatever I need to work with. And sometimes I just sit in there and be quiet. You know, I used to go in and I used to listen to podcasts and I used to try to optimize every second of my day. But now that the pod, the infrared sauna has been a time of just quiet. It's my opportunity to just go in for 40 minutes or so. And I get to be sit, sitting still and quiet. And so I was sitting in there and I was like, just sitting in my discomfort for a few minutes. And I was like, Okay, I've done trigger work, I've done wound healing work, I've just, I've done so much of this, so let me just, maybe I can just play with what this is, you know, and I was trying to ask myself some questions, and I just couldn't get through almost to myself. I was like, uh, there's nothing wrong, I'm not upset, I'm not triggered, uh, that I could consciously, you know, come up with. And then I dropped into meditation. I was just sitting there with the body and, and all this comfort. And finally, this thing just washed over me that was like, you know what? I just, I forgive you. And I, I did, the words just came out of my mouth that were like, I forgive you. Like, I really do. Whatever this weight is, whatever this heaviness, whatever this, this wall is that I have built up, that I don't even know what I'm holding a grudge for, that I don't even know what I'm angry about. It's okay. I'm not trying to move it. I'm not trying to force it. I had resigned to the fact that it's there. I'm not gonna fight my way through it. I'm just gonna hold the space. And I, as, as those words came out, they said, you know, I'm gonna forgive you. And I, I remember thinking about Mark specifically yesterday. I was like, I forgive you for the thing that you don't even know you did to me. I forgive you for the thing that I don't even know I'm holding a grudge for. I am forgiving you for the things that I'm not even aware I've been harboring and holding resentment around. And after I said that, it was like, you, this whole like weight lifted off of me. And I was like, whoa, that was interesting, right? And I was like, I forgive myself for the things that I don't even know I've been holding myself, you know, just a whip over myself for. 
And it just started a cascade, a cascade, like a waterfall of just forgiveness. You know, as I was articulating it loud, loud and the list of people that I was forgiving that I wasn't even aware that I had been holding on to, um, resentment. And again, it's not knowing the specific thing that I was forgiving them for. It wasn't even that they asked for it. It wasn't that they were deserving of it. It just was, it's like this doorway opened up and this outpouring started to happen. And as I was going through this, just saying it out loud and just acknowledging it, it just started to get lighter and lighter and lighter in my body and lighter and lighter and lighter in the atmosphere. I finally got to the place where I felt like I could breathe fully again. And it was like that fog, that veil of heaviness just got lifted up. And that darkness that was over me was just gone. And I was like, wow. And I just really dropped into a moment where I realized that, God, thank you, that I have the ability to access, to access the ability to forgive even people that haven't asked for it, even people that are not deserving of it, even people that I don't even know I need to forgive. Like, thank you so much that I can sit here right here right now and actually even enter into this conversation and actually mean it and actually feel a difference from it and actually actually feel a shift in the atmosphere. And I was thinking about, you know, what changed? Because for in my entire life, for most of my life, you guys know I'm level 46, you know, high level over here, 46 years old, there was decades, there was years of striving, trying to forgive, telling people that I had forgiven, forgotten, let go of the past, you know, whether it was the the stories around what my dad did or what my ex did or what my ex didn't do or what that person or that employee did. And I would tell people, yeah, I'm over it. I've, I've done my healing. I'm over it. And I hear this a lot too, like on coaching calls or whatever, or people that call in, they're like, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over that. I'm now on to the next thing. But literally like it's oozing out of them still, right? The unforgiveness. We can't see it sometimes, but it's still like oozing out of us. The fact that we're holding on um, energetically, we're holding on spiritually, we're holding on in our physical bodies to something. And we're not even aware. We're not aware that we're doing it. Or maybe we we are kind of kidding ourselves. We are saying that we have let things go, but we know we're holding on. We can feel it that our body is coiling up. Our body is literally wound up. And um, that that is a feeling. I don't know if you guys can relate to that. That's a feeling that I was very familiar with. It was like I was recoiling. And I didn't even always know what I was recoiling from. But what changed was... There was a tipping point when I really began to understand what it means to receive, to receive forgiveness versus just give it. And we're, we're taught a lot about how to, for, you know, from the time we're little, okay, say you're sorry, say you're sorry, ask for forgiveness, and then like forgive them. They didn't mean to hit you. Forgive that person. They didn't mean to do that. But we don't really understand or feel or experience what it's like to really receive a lot of grace or what it's like to receive something that we didn't even deserve. We didn't have to do something to earn that forgiveness. We didn't have to do anything to receive the grace. I think it's rare for many of us to have ever experienced that in our physical life, in our physical body, to have experienced grace, mercy, Somebody who looked at us and said, you know what? I love you. I, I forgive you. 
and you're like, what, what are you forgiving me for? I don't even know what I did. Or maybe you did do something that, you know, was wrong. And, and that was enough. And that that was enough. There wasn't a whole bunch of explanation. There wasn't a whole bunch of bartering. There wasn't a whole bunch of you having to, to do, to earn, or th this constantly reminding you of your past sins, your past transgressions, your past mistakes, the way that you got, you know, you screwed that person over in the past or how many times you hurt them in the past. Like it's rare. Even as I think about marriages, couples, you know, parents, where we actually forget it, like forgive and then we stop, we, that's enough. It's like the slate is clean. We are able to move on without constantly having that chirping in the back of our mind or reminding someone, well, I forgive, but I didn't forget. So we say we forgive someone, but, oh, but I'm not forgetting. I'm not going to forget what you did. And it's interesting that when we do that, the slate is not clean. Our body is still holding on to that memory. There's a wall there. And I was meditating on like the moment things changed for me where I was actually able to not only forgive, which means to give and extend the grace. And I'm not saying forget it in the sense like, oh, no, this didn't happen. I'm saying forgetting in the sense that the slate is wiped clean and I now have a new memory around that. I have a new story around that situation. And I'm now able to see this person through different eyes, a different lens, a lens of true compassion, right? Something shifts, not just when you're just saying, you know what, I forgive you because fine, you apologize. I'm over it. You're over it. Let's move on. But really, you're still looking at them or at that person through the same judgmental eyes. You're still keeping score way behind the scenes. Your body's still recoiling. But when you have a different experience with forgiveness, that actually the atmosphere inside of your body and the dynamic in the relationship is whole, is shifted. That's a beautiful place to be. And I think, you know, as I was, I was on a prayer call this morning, I was coaching and doing some training and doing a blend of prayer with a group of men, a couple beautiful women. But I was, I was meditating on this, that, you know, the ability, so many of us want that feeling have been trying to get that experience, but we haven't ever been taught how, we've never known how to bridge that gap. Some of us maybe even Christians or faith-based or practicing all kinds of different spiritual practices to try to be zened out and blissed out and let go, but we know that there's still an inability to bridge that gap. And so what changed for me was really when I understood what it meant to receive, like really receive the forgiveness, the weight the weight that Jesus took on, right, for us so that we didn't have to continue to operate in the heavy weight of guilt, in the heavy weight of feeling embarrassed about the stupid decisions we made, or in the heavy weight of having made mistakes that now we're like, oh my God, that costs, that, oh my gosh, that is going to cost me. It's going to cost my child. It's going to cost us. And feeling the weight of those decisions quote unquote, those poor decision-making skills earlier in life, the foolishness running the show. And some of us are still living with a lot of that weight. And I certainly go in and out of this sometimes, but I don't stay there. You know, I notice when that, when that old tendency, the enemy tries to come in and whisper that back in and put that weight back on me. And I have to remember, it's not mine to carry anymore. The slate is really clean and I can move forward in that, but it comes from being able to receive, receive, the forgiveness. I think that we are not truly able to ever forgive someone fully until we first have fully received 
forgiveness. We are not able to love somebody else fully until we know what it's like to receive love also, to experience another level of love, right? I, I believe that the ability or the extent to which we can pour out, extend, give to someone else, whether it's love, whether it's grace, whether it's compassion, whether it's understanding, whatever it is, it only is at the level that we have been able to really receive it, to experience it in our body, to fill ourselves up. And when it becomes natural, it means that it's in us and it just is an overflow. And I do believe this is what it means to be living and breathing, right? The spirit and living and being in the overflow of love, of forgiveness, of you know, patience and kindness and compassion is that we are connecting with that every day. And we're saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for this gift of just wiping it clean, not having to hold and harbor things against me, but giving me this gift where you took the weight and lifted it off so that we can move forward free. You forgave so that we could forgive, right? And, and I love that when Jesus says, you know, before you start judging someone else, look at the plank in your own eye. Remove the plank in your own eye before we point a finger and start judging. Because all of us have had the capacity. We've all done things, lied, been lied to. We've all been condemning. We've all made bad decisions. Like, this is not a whole conversation. It's like, we're not worthy. You know, we are worthy because of grace. But nobody deserves <laughs> that kind of grace that says, you know what, I'm going to wipe this slate clean and we're going to move forward and we're going to have a new dynamic. We're going to move forward with a different set of eyes, a different heart space. And that is really the gift of, of Easter. And the reason why I wanted to bring it up today and this week is, you know, a lot of us go through these, we go through these things where we have Christmas or we have Easter or Thanksgiving, or maybe we go on a retreat and we have this immersive experience and then we go to church and we listen to the music or we drop into meditations. We do these retreats. We feel amazing. We feel blissed out. We feel so close to God. And then, or we, we feel so connected in the spirit to our hearts. And then we come back into life and it's like, we don't integrate. We don't take that gift that we received and put it into practice. So it doesn't become real for us. I think that, you know, coming off the heels of Easter and recognizing the depth and the richness of the gift that we were given, literally dropped into your lap, that no longer would we, from, from Easter, the whole point of the resurrection is no longer would we be separate from God, but we would have God alive in us through the Spirit that we would not have to go through priests and rituals and rites of passage and all of these things in order to ascend to someplace. But right here, right now, at any moment, at any time, we can drop inward into our heart, into the sacred place, into the temple of our body. We can meet God there. We can connect with the Holy Spirit. That is the gift that was given through the death and the resurrection. That is how we access this amazing spirit. And we are given this supernatural receptivity 
gifting of forgiveness, of grace, of mercy, of compassion, of wiping the slate clean, this ability to forgive your father, this ability to forgive your mother, this ability to forgive that person that harmed you, that stole money from you. There's a supernatural that goes beyond our natural ability. Like, because I got to tell you, there's a lot of things like if it was up to me, I would still be like, I am not letting this one go. I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to forget that. Right. And when I say that, it's not, you know, to say, hey, let's let the person repeat the behavior. What I'm saying is free your body from it. Free yourself from the entanglement of not letting go, of being still entangled with the past, entangled with that person, entangled with that spirit that wants to, you know, keep you locked in that place. You free yourself and you're like, I am not harboring anything. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to see this person from a totally different place of love. There is a supernatural ability to do that, that we can't access if we haven't first received. And I had somebody ask me the other day, he said, you know, I want to have a more intimate, I want to have a kind, some kind of spiritual relationship. Um, you know, is not a person of faith, did not grow up going to church, never really knew God. I mean, kind of learned about God, has people in a circle, but doesn't know really where to start. And today I was on a call with some people who've been in church their entire lives and never really felt the intimacy with the spirit, never really felt worthy and like really re like they received the forgiveness, even though cognitively in their head they did and they said the prayers and they did the things, but they never felt it. And I remember last week, this guy asked me, he said, you know, how, like, where do I even start? I don't even know, like, what that looks like. And this isn't about praying a special prayer. This isn't about doing a special ritual. You know, the one piece of insight or feedback or invitation that I gave him, I said, you know, for me, what changed everything was willingness. For me, what changed everything was not thinking I had to do something a certain way in order to, not thinking I needed to go seek something a certain way or figure out a method, but a willingness to actually cultivate a relationship, a willingness to say, what if this whole thing about forgiveness is actually real? What if there is this King, this Jesus, this God that came down to earth, manifested in physical form, walked among us so he could relate to us, who came down and laid his own life down for us so that we could be free and we could walk in intimacy like this with the Spirit. What if there is that kind of love, unconditional love, available to me? What if there is that unconditional, unending grace that can wipe my slates clean? What if I'm willing to explore that that is true? And, you know, we were told so much growing up in, in faith-based community, church communities, like, you believe by faith. It's faith that enables you to be. But I really believe that there's a precursor to that because if you've never had faith and all you've known is the physical and you're like, I'll believe it when I see it, it's hard to have faith because you're like, well, what exactly am I having faith in? So I believe that that faith really begins with a willingness to be able to say, God, Lord, I'm willing, I'm willing to say, what if you are real? To What if you are really here? What if you are the one who loves me unconditionally? What if you are the one who gave me? I'm willing to believe that you're the one who's here 
to cultivate a relationship with me, to show me the man or woman I'm created to be. I, I, and I'm curious and I'm willing and I'm open to get to know you more, to receive. And we begin by saying, I'm willing, I'm open, thank you. And I believe this is the gold of any relationship, really, whether we're trying to build intimacy in a marriage, a parent-child relationship, an estranged relationship, any relationship that hasn't had that intimacy has to begin, first of all, with an acknowledgement, a willingness, and an openness, right, that says, okay, I don't know what this is going to be like. It might be scary. It might be awkward in the beginning, but I'm open to be penetrated. I'm open to be vulnerable. I'm willing. And thank you. The thank you is important because in order to receive, it's like a gift. It gets dropped on our life. We have to say thank you, right? Thank you is the acknowledgement. And again, the thank you is not in the head, like, okay, thanks, but it is a thank you that is resonant from your heart. It's a heartfelt thanks, a heartfelt, a thank you that's in your womb, in your gut, in your bones. Can your body say, if this is true, I am willing and I thank you that this is available and you could speak it from the resonance in your body. There is a different level of depth that starts to open up when we receive at that level. And as I wrap, you know, the final thing I want to say here is if you imagine that a gift, if you had a package and it was wrapped in the finest gold and like in this package literally was the ability, the capacity to clear the weight of the past, to have a new set of eyes, a renewed heart, a renewed vision, renewed energy, right? Like as I was thinking about this, I'm like, man, everything in my life has been renewed. <laughs> my marriage, my mission, my home, my location, my relationships, like my, my relationships with my children, the messaging, everything has been renewed, rebirthed, like a phoenix rising, right? He took the old, you know, it wasn't that that was bad. It's just that I got newness. If you knew that in this package, it was like, wow, everything that is new, that is fresh, that is life-giving, that is eternal, that is lighter, the forgiveness, the grace is in this package and you open it up, like, wouldn't you say thank you? <laughs> First of all, thank you. Is this even a thing? I'm willing to receive this gift. And as we open it, you know, and we receive it and we're holding it, I think how we, we start to receive the gift is we put it into practice. And um, so as we hop yesterday, as we had the kids, you know, we have a six-year-old, but a 13 15-year-old, we had our 21-year-old, my mom was here. And so we started this family conversation. And the conversation question was this, who do I get to forgive? And we were talking about this in the car on the way to church. Then we were talking about it later in the afternoon. We were having a little wisdom circle in the grass, in the sun. And we're like, who do we get to forgive that didn't ask for it and doesn't deserve it according to our minds? But we're going to give this one to them. And we're going to set us both free. And that was the dialogue. That was a conversation. And, you know, it was such an interesting conversation. It started off a little joking with the kids. But as I asked myself, that question became really powerful as I was like, wow, there's a lot there. Who can I forgive today that has never asked for it? Maybe they still, they never, they still think they didn't do anything wrong. But I could say, you know what? I forgive you. And maybe that's a whisper. Maybe that's a letter that you write. Maybe that's a phone call or a message. And um, yesterday as I 
after I got out of this sauna, I went to my husband and I looked at him and I said, babe, I forgive you. And he looked at me and he's like, oh, well, that's good. For what? And I'm like, I don't know, but I just forgive you because I don't know what it was, but there was something that there was a little bit of uh, resentment there and now it's gone. So I love you. I forgive you. And then he said, I forgive you too. And I was like, okay, thank you. And even though we were chuckling about it, there was some deeper truth to that. The ability to just clear things out without having to gripe and analyze and figure out, well, I didn't do anything wrong, right? It's like we can move forward lighter. So that was a question yesterday. It's a great question. But that was really like once we receive a gift or we receive an experience and we say, thank you, I'm willing, we have to put it into practice, right? We have to start to exercise. Well, if I just got forgiveness, what does it feel like? when I forgive someone. And we've heard this about the, the universal laws of money and how money works, right? And we know that generosity is one of the biggest ways that we amplify wealth as well. And so as you think about, well, if, if you're given money or you receive money and you're like, well, thank you, the you know, and we, especially if we're talking about kingdom principles is like, the, the way we amplify that and we feel the wealth even more and we receive it even more and we begin to circulate it is through that generous giving, right? We're like, thank you, I receive it and I'm going to give of that because now I have been blessed and so I give. And that amplifies our wealth even more, that amplifies the blessing. We see the fruits of that blessing, the desire increases and so it becomes a circle, a newness that starts to form. And so it is with everything. So today I really dove into this forgiveness because I talked to a lot of people where, you know, they really want to have a new relationship. They want to have the, the marriage of their dreams. They want to have a healthier relationship with their teenage kids, their estranged children, their parents. There's a lot of things unspoken, unsaid. Some people that I work with are, you know, have parents that are passing away and we're in these critical moments where at any moment, at any time, we, we really have the ability, the capacity to break down walls, to dissolve walls, to move into a place of deeper intimacy and connection with one another. And sometimes we don't know that these walls have been built up, but they're there. And I believe that before we can go and truly have conversations with someone else, to say, I do truly forgive you and I love you just as you are. And you don't need to do anything to earn this. I just want you to know, and you can receive it. You gotta first understand, understand, and know what it's like to actually receive it because you're full and you're giving from a full place, not from a place of needing to transact. It's such a beautiful place. So as I leave you today, I just wanna, you know, Celebrate for a moment that it is it is the first week after Easter. To me, it's such a symbolic time of renewal, of rebirth. It's spring. The sun came out yesterday after three days and six inches of rain here we had. And it was like, boom, the sun came out. There's a newness with the springtime. And as that stone was rolled away and the word, you know, was fulfilled, the prophecy was fulfilled that Jesus was going to come back to life and he gave the gift of life and he took all of that weight so that we don't have to, the weight of every curse, the weight of every burden, the weight of every, you know, sin, every mistake, every missed mark, missed whatever that we thought we did in the past was on his shoulders and he removed it so that we could walk away with a, a clean slate, not on our own, but in intimacy 
with that level of intimacy, that love affair um, with the Holy Spirit, with the receiving of this magnificent gift is a supernatural, powerful ability to give this way, to show up this way. And I think that the only way, I don't think I know, the only way I've been able to even tap into operating and forgiving and seeing people through different eyes is, is because of receiving this. And it's not a one and done. <laughs> it's like receiving is a daily thing, right? We receive, we thank, we honor, then we give, we put into practice. And it is a full circle experience that we are in. It is a practice every single day. So you guys, thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for, you know, tuning in. If this resonates with you, make sure that you're sharing this with somebody. Who do you need to forgive today that is not deserving of it? Are you willing and open to receive the supernatural forgiveness, the gift of freedom that's available to you? If you receive it, then pass it on, right? Pay it forward, really, and put that gift to work. Put the forgiveness, the life, the love to work in you and through you. Thank you for being here. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely, leading courageously. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.